the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Final segment of the Steelers Blitz here on a Monday. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes. It is the Electric Factory here on SNR. A reminder, if you love us, if you like it, you love it, you want some more of it, there we go. Subscribe to the Steelers Blitz podcast wherever you get your podcast. Steelers Blitz, that's Blitz with a Z. I don't know how else you would spell it, but we all, we've been saying that for four years. We're going to keep on saying that. Steelers Blitz, wherever you get your podcasts, download, subscribe, leave us a review, all that jazz. It helps us out. It makes us look good to our bosses. But remember, if you're going to leave a review, Five star or one star. All right. You either love us or you hate us. Nobody mm-hmm. thinks we're nobody thinks we're just okay. <laughs> I think that is pretty accurate. Now, like the more I've gone back and thought about it, that is pretty accurate, man. They either love us or they really do hate us. And that's <laughs> Carrot that's Top. The, remember that? You've been called Carrot Top before. They said that I, I just shout my name out. I mean, trust me. It's 50-50. I don't think it's 50. You're right. It's not, yeah, it's 50-50. I said that, right? It's 50-50, man. They, yeah. They, yeah. Someone called me over-the-top carrot top, which, yeah. I mean, I, I don't even have red hair. What are we doing here? My hair's not curly. My hair's not red. What are we doing here? Yeah, man. I mean, you could have just called, you could have just said I look like a 12-year-old and kept it moving. And I was going to say, I feel like I do more than just self-promo. I do more than just say, da body, da body, da Break it down. You break it down, professor. Come on, I, man. I got to tell you though, right? I, I, uh, you know, I, I go on the uh, the Locked On Steelers podcast with our buddy Chris Carter from time to time, and mm-hmm. we're gonna have. Don't worry, we're gonna have Chris back on the show regularly once we're back in studio. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> he, so he has a big YouTube presence, you know, like 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 yourself on the on the Arthur Motes yeah. Experience channel. Chris gets a Chris, Chris gets a lot of comments on his videos. And uh, sometimes when I'm on, I'll go back through and read the YouTube comments, and they're usually always very nice or whatever. But uh, like a couple weeks ago, I was I was going back through and I was reading, and someone said, "I'm sorry, I just I can't get past the fact that Wes looks like he's 14, and it's really hard for me to take him seriously." And I said, him, "Him too young. Him too young." I said, "That's why I do radio normally, because then you can't you can't see my face over here." I mean, jeez, <laughs> Louise. I was at uh, I was at the March Madness games this weekend in Pittsburgh, Motsi. Mm-hmm. I uh, you know may or may not have purchased a couple cold beverages while I was there. At one okay, point, okay. at one point, the nice beer lady goes, "Hey, can I see your ID?" And I said, "You sure can." And I handed it to her, and she went, "Wow, thirty one." <laughs> I said, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad like, thing. Yeah, she yeah. goes, she goes, no, that's a really good thing. She goes, your your skin still looks I'm nice. Grown. You've got all you've got yeah. all your hair. All right, so yeah, I say that's a good thing. <laughs> Tell them I'm grown. I'm grown, dig it. All right, I'm grown. Quit messing around. I got kids your age. Yeah, <laughs> card them. Don't card me. I got shoes older than you. All right, just settle down. Straight up, yeah. Arthur. Arthur, Arthur Motsi, mama. We ended that last segment there talking, uh, or, or well, we ended hearing from Miles Jack. We spent most of the last segment, I should say, uh, talking about one Juju Smith-Schuster and his his signing with yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs. There is now, though, you know, you've you've got to address the wide receiver room. Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Gunnar Olszewski, that's it right now. Juju's gone to Kansas City. James Washington has gone to Dallas. For those of you who might have missed that, James Washington signing, uh, staying in his home state of Texas and signing with the Cowboys. And boy, did that hurt to see James Washington tweet, how about them Cowboys? I mean, just 
<laughs> just lean in it. <laughs> right, right into the heart. How about them cowboys? Oh, I oh, said he, he oh. wait. He said, "How about them?" But you also got to remember too. This has been this has been a year in the making. Fam, it's been a build up. It has, it has. And and listen, you know they Amari Cooper's gone. We know CD yeah. Lamb, and they've still got some studs there, obviously. But I I do hope for his sake that he gets a real opportunity, gets real spin there, um, because yeah. because we know uh you know like his he. he he wasn't used as much as we expected in Pittsburgh, particularly over these last couple yeah. seasons. I, I hope that it it works out for the best for him. Um, but do you do you think that this is is it an either or uh, free agency draft? Is it a both? You know, add a veteran in free agency, still take a rookie in the draft. How how are you going about trying to replenish that wide receiver room? Man, for me, honestly. I want to add in multiple facets. If I can grab one of these veteran receivers that are on the open market right now at a obviously team friendly deal, I'm all for that. Whether we're talking to Julio Jones, AJ Green type, even a T.Y. Hilton, for example, because they do bring in a certain level of presence, a certain level of proven productivity. But more importantly, they check off that box of leadership. And I do think that would help immensely young guys like Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. But I also would still want to go into that draft and get a receiver as well there. Now, granted, if we bring in a veteran guy that we think still has more in the tank, well, hey, I don't want this receiver in the first round. Maybe we get him in the second slash third. But if we don't do that in terms of bringing in that veteran through free agency, then I think it's almost a must at 20. You go wide receiver to get that guy unless a Devin Lloyd or a Jordan Davis is sitting there. Then you say, hey, receiver is a lot deeper than these other positions we'll get a receiver in the second round and we can make it work. Yeah, I, I, I echo that sentiment. I think, listen, like you and I have talked about, you, this is why it's fun to speculate because you don't know mm-hmm. how the, the 19 dominoes that have to fall in the draft ahead yeah. of you are going to fall. If there's, mm-hmm. a huge, if there's a huge run on wide receivers, if three, four, five of these guys go off, now we don't anticipate that happening, but it certainly always right. could. It could. I mean, especially the way they were running. <laughs> If, if three, four, five of these wide receivers go off the board in the first 19 picks, you probably will have a good chance to get one of those Jordan Davis, Devin Lloyd, you know, guys that you didn't necessarily think were going to be there available at pick 20. If it goes the other way, if there's a run on quarterbacks, right, maybe maybe Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, and Matt Corral are all drafted in the top 19, and maybe, you know, Jordan Davis goes, and then all of a sudden you're looking at it and you're saying, oh, wow, there's only one wide receiver off the board, and we've got our yeah. choice of all these other guys. So so you've got – we obviously – that's the speculation, and we're not going to know how that all plays out until, what, five, six weeks from now whenever the NFL draft yeah. is at the at the end of April. Um, but I, I think ideally I'm with you. I would like to bring in a veteran free agent, you know, and, and there's always that second wave of cost-efficient guys – Yep. And then and then I would like to, I think, with one of the first two picks, select a wide receiver. First first or second round. Um, that would be my hypothetical, my perfect scenario for how this yeah. all plays out. Yeah, I would agree. And, and, and I think the big reason why I keep saying, you know, first or second round is because I know in the past we could draft whoever and they would come in and look good. Fifth round, sixth round, didn't matter. But that was because we had – the proven commodity, the franchise quarterback, who was ultimately mm-hmm. the force multiplier. Whereas right now, as we've already talked about, that's still up in the air in a sense. Not saying that these guys can't develop into that, but right now it's still a little bit more of a question mark surrounding them than it is, you know, in the past. 
And I think that's why you want to hedge your bet in this sense of going out and just making sure you get that top end talent, whether it is through free agency or in the draft. But whatever you do, you you spend a little bit more. You you do a little bit more than you're accustomed to doing because that is going to be what is necessary, I think, for you know at least the 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 re, the, the short term future. Who knows what the long term holds? But at least in the short term, we're definitely going to need more talent. Yeah, no, that's that's well said by you. I'm with you. And now we play the waiting game, and uh, and we'll see how this all shakes out. Hey, you got to have a little patience, baby. No all mistake. we need. Not it's just a little that. patience. That was Axel, Axel Rose said that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Motsi, the AFC continues to uh, to get uh, richer, maybe in a lot of these regards. Um, Leo Collins to the Bengals looks like it's a looks like it's a done deal. Uh, Robert Woods yeah. to the Titans is a done deal. My dog Woody, Let's I go. know, and that's that's a solid pickup for for Tennessee. That oh, is He's, absolutely. He is, I think, for a long time, been one of the more underrated receivers in the National Football League. Uh, let's let's stay more local though. Uh, Collins to the Bengals, big deal, massive deal. What were some of the things that we talked about with Joe Burrow last year? How he was sacked and how he would just have to display his toughness. How was that Titans game in the playoffs? He was, what, sacked nine times, hit 12 times, times. and still found a way to win? Most quarterbacks, most teams don't do that, but that also just reiterates the fact of what I was saying in the sense of franchise caliber quarterback, you take that over anything else because you know at the end of the day, those guys can be the difference. And Joe Burrow was the prime example of that. Joe Burrow and a couple of receivers – and it didn't matter what that O-line looked like, he was still being able to get the job right. done. Right. So Lyle Collins now being there, I think is a, a massive upgrade for them because he is a proven talent. He is a really good tackle. He's going to ultimately clean up and, and keep Joe Burrow upright. And they already have their other tackle in terms of, um, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank on his name, uh, but Williams, uh, Jonah Williams. Right? Well, Williams, Jonah yeah. Williams. So they already have the other end secured. Now they can still fix the interior part of their offensive line. But with the draft, they're going to have that luxury now. But bringing in Collins, I mean, he's a proven player. You know, for me, I always say this, man, give me a proven guy over a draft pick any day of the week because that draft pick is a crapshoot. You do not know, and especially offensive linemen. They've proven throughout the history. It doesn't matter where you draft those guys. It is legitimately a crapshoot with them, man. So to get Collins, man, I think that that's a huge boost for the Bengals, man. And the only reason why I still – that doesn't move my needle one way or the other is because we have the equalizer in T.J. Watt. Hmm. And I don't see a lot of tackles that are going to give him problems. That's just the reality of it. And with Heisman playing the way that he's been playing, Cam Hill playing the way that he's been playing, the O-lines don't, don't really scare me like that. It's more so the quarterbacks that do because, as we saw when we played them both times last year, it doesn't matter how good your rush is if he has two seconds – or if he makes, you know, just to play extend, just a, a hint, that's the difference. And that's what those type of quarterbacks are capable of. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised, honestly, the Bengals haven't done more in that regard in free agency, but there's still time, and this is a uh, it's a nice first step to, to retooling that offensive line, certainly. We, mm-hmm. we know the interior of that line needed some work, but now it feels like you've got your bookends solidified and you build from there. Arthur Motes, before we get to a couple of these tweets that we have to round out the show, I got a game for you, okay? Oh, I like games. 
I was going back. Game. I was going back through my notes, right? You know, I got a, I got a whole on my computer. I got a whole page of of Steelers Blitz Electric Factory notes, and yeah. one of the one of the things that I had in there was off season topics for us, right? Mm. That like, if if I would randomly get an idea, I would jot it down, and I'd say, you know what? Sometime in the off season, when Moats and I need, need something this. to talk yeah. about, well, well, here we go. I'll, I'll have the you know I'll have the the safety plan here. Well. I was looking through that before we went on air, and it's not even necessarily that we're like struggling for content or anything like that. But I just thought we, you and I, like to have fun, and we've been let's have some fun. We've been doing a it's lot the of season. Listen, you and I, and I know that people love this too, but we've been doing a lot of X's and O's talk. I mean, we've been talking mm-hmm. about the combine and these prospects and the quarterbacks, and is it what's the better here? And how do you feel about the wide receivers and this and that and all the other? Right? I got a game for you. You want to play a little game here for a couple minutes? I got time today. Let's get it. All right. It's a simple game. It's start one, bench one, cut one. With I'm random, familiar with this game. I'm with familiar. random I, NFL I, I, stars. I've labeled it, I think we labeled it differently when I played it before, but I, I'm familiar with this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. I might have played this once or twice in my lifetime. Yeah. So it's a, <laughs> it's a real simple concept, right? I'm going to give R for the Motes three names of stars in the NFL who all play the same position, and he's got to tell me who he would start, who he would keep on the bench, and who he would cut. Yeah. Simple All enough? Right. All right, so no marriage. Okay, I got it. I want to I, I I do this one. I, I want to do this one. And you just, we, we were kind of talking about Jamar Chase, so it fits. Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup. Start one, bench one, cut one. Give me Jamar Chase. I'm going to be starting him. Mm. Oh yeah! All right, I ain't even gonna lie to you. All right, Jamar Chase starting. Give me a uh, Cooper Cup benched, and then I gotta cut Justin Jefferson, man. To me, I think Jamar is gonna be the best receiver out of all the bunch. I think that Jamar is on track. If he stays healthy, he might be one of the best receivers we ever see play this game. Um, I feel that strongly about him. Even you know when him and Justin Jefferson were at LSU together, he was always Batman. He was always that guy. Um, so that's why I have to start him. I think Cooper, I have him um, as the bench because I can't cut Coop. Coop is filthy with it, man. The route running, the, the run out to player of the year, the toughness, Super Bowl MVP. I mean, big game moments. I mean, he checks every single box. I just think that he's a little bit more limited in terms of his ceiling compared to what Jamar Chase can grow into. And then for Justin, Justin, I have him third because I just think he's the third best receiver out of the group. I mean, Justin, I mean, he's a, a heck of a receiver in his own right. But when you're talking about Mark Cooper, I mean, I, when you're talking about Cooper Cup, excuse me, and um, and uh, they going to uh, Jamar yeah, Chase. Jamar Chase. I just think that yeah, I just think that it's a clear difference in terms of where Justin Jefferson lies to those two guys. Let me ask you this: If I would have had Debo Samuel instead of Justin Jefferson, does that change your answer? Or he's still the third. Not one? at all. He's still the third one. I, yeah. When I was doing, yeah. I, like, I don't know if there's a person that I could put with those two right now. That, right. That with, would, with those two, yeah. Those two, those two, the way that they played this season. That yeah. I mean, that's cool. That's exactly. that's tough. I'm to like pick those two guys. Those two. Yeah, I mean, even with them, I literally, like I said, I just think that Jamar has a higher ceiling, and that's the reason why I lean him. But if you take Jamar out of there. I don't, outside of maybe Devontae Adams. it's another good one. Yeah, I, I don't see, like, if you threw Devontae Adams, uh, Cooper Cup, and Jamar, Jeff, uh, and Jamar Chase now, it's like, oh, God, I don't know how I want to react to that. But don't don't keep me on the high seat. How are you responding to that? Who who, who, who you start? who you bitching, who you cut and play a player? So you and I, it's been a while since we've revisited this, but when we mm-hmm. first started doing this, 
this electric factory here, this show that they called a Steelers blitz. Um, We had one of our original showisms was you never crown a guy off of one season, but Mm -hmm. do what I say, not what I do. Right. Arthur Motes, because I'm crowning Jamar chase off of one season. (laughs) No, no different than when Randy Moss came in. All it took was one season and we all said, what? Oh, that dude's the best receiver. He's one of the, he's going to be one of them guys, best receiver that we've ever seen in our lifetime. Yeah, 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 yeah. Certain, certain certain guys come along like that. Yeah, I'm going Chase one, Cup two, Jamar Jefferson three. Let's mm. go to the other. Let's go to the other side of the boo, football boo, 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 boo. Okay. Why, why Jefferson third on your list though? Honestly, I don't like. I said I don't know if there's anybody that you could put in the conversation with those other two that would make me even consider. You could put Debo. You could put Devontae, and, and those guys are all great. But Chase and Cup, man, this past year just were on another yeah. level. They really were. I would agree. I would agree, man. Tyreek Hill is the third, maybe. I, I don't – but, again, I'm still keeping him third. Oh, Tyreek. You know what I should have done, Motsi? If I if I was better at this, if I was a better radio guy, I would have left Chase and Cup out of the conversation, and then we could have gone, yeah. like, Devontae, Jefferson, Tyreek. Diggs, any of those. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, you got to take – Cup and, and Chase, they're just different. They're, they're in their own they, stratosphere. They are in their own stratosphere yeah. right now. It, it was kind of like when it, when it was A.B. and Julio. It was like – Yo, those two dudes, you just separate them from any conversation we're going to have. It's, right? it's, a, it's a very good example. Yeah, It's like yeah. those two, and then we'll start the conversation afterwards. Yeah, yeah I, that's, 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 uh, that's a great point by you. All right, let's go to the defensive side of the football. Here we go, baby. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Miles Garrett, Chandler Jones, TJ Watt. All right, I'll go TJ. I'll start him. I'm going to bench Chandler, and then I'll cut Miles. <clears throat> I know I know. Steelers fans are going to love that. For me, man, it's more so this. I think that TJ's productivity has been the most consistent, and we've seen, you know, a sense of what he can flirt with for a ceiling. And that's record tying, at least, in terms of the NFL sack record. Chandler Jones, the reason I have to bench him, I just think that his age, you know, he's the older of the group, but – Shoot, Chandler Jones for a long time has been, been the most dominant. consistent guy over the Absolutely. last decade. And, and, and it just so happened that he played in Arizona, so people forget about him. But when you're talking about pure pass rushers, you're going – I personally it's like him and Vaughn like, Miller, man. Absolutely. Like, in terms of pure pass rushers, Chandler Jones is one of the purest pass rushing times I've ever seen in my life. In terms of big, athletic, rush playing, competitive nature – it's just different with him. It just so happened that, like I said, he played in Arizona for a long time, and that's been a little bit of his issue. But expect him to go off playing opposite Mason Cro- uh, Max Crosby now when you cannot just slide the protection to him. He, he hasn't really had that before. That's, that's going to be, be night and day for him. It's gonna be that's gonna be fun to watch. We yeah. we might have to do we might have to uh, at some point this offseason rank our pass rushing tandems. Oh yeah, oh I yeah, because that I got a feeling the Raiders are gonna be high on the list. Yeah, they they are. Definitely up there. But um, and the reason, like I said, for Miles, the reason I have him at third is he just has to be the more consistent guy. Right now, when you're talking about one guy who historically, in terms of uh Chandler, his numbers speak for themselves. And then you're talking about TJ who comes in and he essentially is head to head with Miles Garrett. You can see how he's outperformed him as well. That's the biggest reason. But oh yeah, to say that I'm cutting Miles Garrett is still crazy to me because you take out <laughs> TJ, and it's like, man, I don't see a lot of guys I'm taking over Miles, if we're being real about it, because Miles still is a good player in that same capacity. It's just he plays for Cleveland, so 
Right. Kind of like how we talk about Baker. Right. It's like, oh, we'll, 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 you know, talk bad about those we'll guys. It's like, man, a little bit. trust me, if they weren't our team, you'll be over here singing a totally different tune. That's mm-hmm. all. No, I agree with you. So this, for me, I guess maybe I would caveat, if you will. I, yeah. No matter what, I'm going TJ. I'm starting TJ. If we're mm-hmm. talking just for this year, if we're talking for 2022, I'm, I'm going to mm-hmm. have Chandler Jones coming off the bench, and I'm going to cut Miles Garrett. If this mm-hmm. is a Madden fantasy-style draft scenario where I'm building a team, I would go mm-hmm. TJ1, then I would go Miles, just because of the age difference and the longevity that you're mm-hmm. going to get there, and 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 I would I would let Chandler Jones walk. But yeah, just for 2022... I think Chandler Jones is he's still bonafide, man. I mean, he's mm-hmm. still he's and he's been so consistently good for so long and he's done it on units yep. that on units that haven't been the greatest. Um, Absolutely. And and now he's got himself a a proper running mate there in Las Vegas. Yeah, without a doubt, man. Like I'm ready to see what he's capable of because he's never had a Max Crosby opposite him. Like that's that's going to be different, man. I've got a few more for you, but we've only got a few minutes left here, and I don't want to rush it. Dude, so how about, why the time be going? How the time why? be going so fast, man? That's it's what happens crazy. when that's what happens when you and I cut it up. You know, here's what you know what Jeez. we'll do is we'll we'll keep this on the back burner. Maybe every show, you know, not every show, but maybe we once a week that, or but, but, once yeah. once a week, maybe we'll we'll throw out a couple more of these because um, we could we could have fun we could have fun with some of these. Oh, without um, a doubt, man. If you've got opinions on this, on anything we've talked about today, you've got questions for us, you know where to get at us on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at TheBody52. The and our buddy Steeler Nation 920 as we go to the tweets here to close out this edition of the Blitz. Uh, he's got a couple couple quick hitters for us, right? And one of them is, okay, I guess, okay. kind, of, kind of similar along these lines. He says, I know they play different positions, but you can only pick one, Lawrence Taylor or Ray Lewis. I'm going Ray. I think Ray is a, I mean, both of these guys are historically great, but I think Ray's consistency, longevity, big playability across the board. Like to me, Ray is arguably the greatest linebacker I've ever seen play. So that's why I'm going Ray. Even though I love LT and what he's able to do, I mean, changing the game as a pass rusher, we know why left tackles get paid where they get paid. It's because of LT. But Ray, man, it was just different. And then not just the on-field productivity, but also the leadership. I mean, this is a guy that Wes he'd have you ready to run your head through a wall. Like, that's the type of guy he is when he gets to talking. So, yeah, for me, that's why I go right with that, man. I hate, we're agreeing too much today. We need to we need the fisticuffs. We need the arguments. How um, are you gonna agree with you? I knew you was a, a rat bird lover. I can't believe you, Wes. How you oh my I know, goodness. I know. I had them I had them as number one in my divisional power rankings, and now I'm gonna take Ray Lewis. Here's the uh, reason. Next, you could be talking about too. give me Ed Reed over Troy Palomalu. Never. How dare you? Okay, I was about to say this. this was, I didn't know where you was going with this thing, man. Never. How dare you? Um, <laughs> here's here's the difference to me. Both generational, both Hall of Famers, both arguably and probably the best ever at their position. I think though, it's easier to find very good pass rushers. Than it is to find very good off-ball linebackers. I, I especially I would agree. I mean, if if you and I were to list right now elite edge rushers and elite middle linebackers, our middle linebacker list would be a lot shorter than our edge rusher list. Oh, not even close. Not Absolutely. even like not even close. <laughs> not even close. Yeah. And and so I think maybe because of that, some recency bias, the scope of the league, I I would go Ray Lewis as well too. Yeah. Uh, Steeler Nation nine twenty. Two more quick hitters. Favorite Will Ferrell movie. Uh, I would probably go 
That's tough, man. There's a, hold on. What, it's what? Um, I'm trying. What's the one when you went back to college? It's old school, right? Old school. Yeah, old school. I'll go old school. You're just, Either you're that still, or Talladega Nights. One of the, still, let's say it, it, still, if you go no, old school, I'll go, Tal- I'll go Talladega Nights. How about this? You have those two. I'll take Anchorman and Step Brothers. How about that? Oh, oh, fair enough. Thing. I'm gonna say he, he got class. He's, he's, he he's got. He got class. He got. He got oh, everything. So, so, so wherever you go, I'll go opposite. But Talladega Nights, I was just watching it the other day, barely, it's and incredible. it was like, oh, okay, you know, because we, we, we don't get we don't we don't, we don't get access to like live yeah, TVs and new stuff. But we we did have Talladega Nights. That was pretty cool. All right, I, I, was, I was excited about it. <laughs> Shake he, and bake, Mr. Ricky Bobby. He had a run like in the. From like the early two thousands. Oh my to, gosh, he did. Where, I mean, my goodness. Anything like, he touched, they was like, "Yo, this dude is crazy, hilarious." Because yeah. we mentioned, we mentioned old school Talladega Nights, Step Brothers, uh, Anchorman. Yeah. I mean, he had Semi Pro in there. He had Blades of Glory uh-huh. in there. Like, bro, it's oh. provocative. It gets the it people, gets the people going. going. Come on, man. <laughs> Uh, he man, he had a he had a run. He was like Jordan in the '90s, baby. I mean, he had Seriously, himself dude. a run. <laughs> Semi pro, so underrated. I'm like, bro, that movie is crazy. So <laughs> He's like, no, 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 we can't score that much. Stop, 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 stop. Flint, Michigan, Mega Bowl. Flint, Michigan, Mega Bowl. <laughs> Corn dogs, Jackie. Oh man. Last one from Steeler Nation 920. Best stadium food you've ever had outside of Pittsburgh. Well, I don't have a lot of experience with this, but oh my goodness. I would have to say probably this last season when uh, I went to LA to, to the uh, SoFi Stadium, but it was more so because it was like high end. It, it was real, it was real lux- luxurious, luxurious in there. It was LA for it, you know, you know how LA does. So they, they had all the nice, nice foods in there, all the high end candy and stuff. I mean, the food was phenomenal. I liked it a lot. I did. I did. What about you, man? Uh, where the Carolina Panthers play. Is that mm, okay. Bank of, a, Bank, Bank of America, America Stadium? Yeah, yeah, Bank of America Stadium. Mm-hmm. It would have been 2018. I saw WVU play Tennessee there, you know, in one of those neutral mm-hmm. site, like, open yeah. the college football season games. Mm-hmm. Buddy, they, they have this – it's like if, if anybody goes to Pirates games – another baseball reference. What am I doing? Wow. If, if baseball goes- references and Ravens guys. Well, I don't know who I don't know who I'm talking to today, ladies and gentlemen. This is not the West that I that I've been accustomed to talking to. I don't know who this imposter is. All right, I don't know who this guy is. Manny's Barbecue in the outfield at Pirates games. You get some really good pulled pork sandwiches and everything. Okay, okay. They have like an equivalent of that in Carolina Panthers games. It's like mm-hmm. a it's like a barbecue and oh my goodness Arthur Moats one of the best pulled pork sandwiches I've ever had that Carolina pulled pork man oh yeah absolutely absolutely can't 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 beat it you know that's a good one that that's one though like we'll we'll be done recording this and it'll be an hour from now and I'll be like oh I forgot about the such and such that I had here but that's what that's yeah, what see, I'll go me, with man, that's what I'll go with for like now. I said I, I'm still getting used to sitting in the stands at games it's still are. weird to me man. I'm like, oh, this is how this works. Okay, all right. This is when I'm supposed to get up and go to the bathroom. Ah, this is when I'm supposed to get in line to get something to eat and drink. Okay, okay, I'm catching on now. I'm catching on. Yeah, no, no commercial break. Don't go into commercial break. Okay, wait, wait till before <laughs> before the quarter ends. Right, you gotta the pick, your, just you gotta pick your time. Yeah, I, you know? I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm learning. I'm still I'm still getting accustomed to this thing, man. 
Uh, our buddy Thrash tweets us and says, about a month or so ago, you guys were taking some phone calls. I called in and asked you guys what you thought about the possibilities of going wide receiver in the first round. Now it seems almost inevitable that that's a real possibility or early. What do you guys think they should, or who do you guys think they should target at wide receiver if it is in round one of the draft? I mean, we've, we have discussed some of the names, but if Olave's still there, I'd be tempted. Mm-hmm. If Burks is still there, and I know he didn't have the greatest combine, but man, just cut mm-hmm. on his tape. If he's still there, I'd be tempted. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Of course, I'm drawing a blank right now, but there's yeah. there's a Wilson from Ohio State as well too. Mm-hmm. Um, Williams from Alabama, London from USC. I mean, there's there's mm-hmm. a lot of guys that if they were there, I would I would I'd strongly think about it. Pick twenty. What about you, Motsi? Speed, and I only care about speed. So that's why I take Trey Burks off. I take Drake London off because we already have big body receivers. We have guys point. that don't create separation or can take the top off the defense. So for me, I'm looking at Alave, yeah. uh, Chris Alave from Ohio State. I'm looking at Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. I'm looking at Jamison Williams from Alabama. Yep. And I'm doing it in that order because obviously Jamis is coming off of uh, Jamison is coming off of the ACL injury. So you know he'll probably be limited the majority of this offseason and maybe at the beginning part of the season. But when he comes back, no different than Rashad Bateman. When he returned for the Ravens, you could see the difference that he was on that field. He'd be a top 10 pick James, if, if, he was, correct. if he was healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like with Jamison, man, he gives you that type of potential, that type of take. the t- I mean, these dudes, we talked about running fast times at the combine. They were fast, but they look slow compared to Jamison Williams on tape. So to me, I'm, I, I, I love Jameis. I just hate the fact that, like I said, he's hurt right now. Yeah. But I'm, I'm looking for speed because speed is the element that we are missing right now. We don't have a guy that's a burner that could take the top off the defense. We have the jump ball guy. We have the route runner. But we don't have that scary speed guy. And that's why, for me, I'm leaning that way. Love it. Absolutely love it. Last one we got here, Motsi. The lit one, Rebecca. Lit, 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 lit. Wants to know, when are you guys back? Normal time slot, normal operations. Wednesday, March 30th. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Wednesday, March 30th. We will be back in the show. We will be all the way live at noon. We'll have your tweets. We'll take phone calls, and we'll roll right into April for the NFL draft. How about that? Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah, but we got to take a little time to ourselves, though, as well. You know, some of us have been away from 30 days from our family. And yeah, they, poor, well, they just simply said they're not Motes. working. Okay? Arthur Motes is ready so to walk people... back across the country to get home. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> so some of us, you know, uh, it, it, it wasn't a mutual decision. It was a, hey, I'm putting my foot down and I'm making an ultimatum, all right? <laughs> it happens like that at times. But when, 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 when Arthur Motes be becomes like homesick, this is what you get, okay? So Arthur Motes is homesick. So, yes, we're going to take a week off and then – Yours truly will be back, and we can get this thing rolling. But day going, man, come on now. I need some time. I got to catch back up, man. It's been too, too long. Too and, long. And, and you deserve that for sure. Yes, March 30th, we will be back to your regularly scheduled programming. How about that? Yeah. That'll do it for us today, though. Fun on a Monday. Plenty to talk about. Always Plenty. a great time. Thanks, uh, thanks to those of Yins that tweeted us. We appreciate you guys, as always. And shout out. For the last time here behind a screen, and at least true. I mean, at least for now. I mean, we'll, we'll probably yeah. do this again at some points, but for a little while, yeah. my guy, our guy, the body, the best co-host in the business, Arthur Motes. Hey, that's me. Let's go.
Everybody enjoy your Monday. We'll talk to you soon. We appreciate you guys keeping, you know, with our flexible schedule as always. That's why we love you. You know where to get at us, all right? You know Steelers Blitz on the podcast. And as always, we're on your 24-7. Home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.